<laughs> the Bible says, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. I love the word of the Lord. Amen. That we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. If the Lord's going to shout for us, when he's going to come and get us, surely we could shout for him. The Bible says, shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. He's going to descend from heaven with the shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And I want to, my message is, is a comforting message. This isn't it. And this isn't over. This life isn't it, and this life ain't over. It's right. just the begun, beginning. I can't wait till judgment. Right. I'm so thankful that there's a judgment day coming. I'm so thankful that I can, I can be judged by a righteous judge. Let's pray. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Thank you for this opportunity to come into your house. Thank you for this opportunity to praise your holy name. You're so merciful. You're so... You're so righteous, Jesus. I pray, God, that this revelation hit our lives and our homes like it's never hit before, Jesus. Reach out into our hearts, God. Change our lives, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Comfort in words. Jesus is coming. And when He comes, He's going to enter our atmosphere. The Bible talks about three heavens. There's the first heaven, which is our atmosphere. Second heaven, which is the universe. And third heaven is beyond the universe. That's where God's throne is. That's where the invisible happens. That's where He's coming from when He goes and He snatches up. The Bible says He snatches up the saints. We need the Holy Ghost in order to be raptured out of here. We need the Holy Ghost in order to be resurrected we need the holy ghost in order to be taking that flight out of here there's a flight 777 going to happen and i want to be on that flight and if you know that you're on that flight you're going to have a ticket and here's what the ticket's going to say on that you've repented of your sins you've been baptized in the name of jesus and you receive the gift of the holy ghost in acts 237 they said what must we do then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. I'm sorry, in the name of Jesus Christ. And be baptized. Whoa, 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 whoa. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's what your ticket should say. I've been repentant. I've been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. If you've been baptized in the name of Isaiah, you've been baptized wrong. If you've been baptized in John's baptism, You've been baptized wrong. In the book of Acts chapter 19, Paul having found certain disciples of John, and he asked him, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? They said, what Holy Ghost? He said, how are you baptized? They said, John's baptism. 
He said, let me explain to you John's baptism. It's in Acts 19, 1 through 8. John's baptism says you've got to believe and you're saved. But here, I'm here to tell you, you need to be baptized in another name, in the name of Jesus Christ. And he commanded them, and they were baptized in the name of Jesus. And what happened? He laid his hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Right. As your tickets say, I've been born again of the water and of the Spirit. Jesus spoke to Nicodemus and said, unless you're born of water and of the Spirit and not enter the kingdom of God, how must we be saved? How must we escape impending judgment? How do we get to heaven? What must I do? Right. You need to be born again of the water and of the Spirit. This yes. church, this church is in the, is in the eternal business. That's why we hold signs out. That's why we are putting ourselves in harm's way. We go to South Side of Chicago. Our church service is being interrupted by gunshots. Why do we do this? Because if we can reach one soul, we've, we, we've accomplished everything. If we can pull one soul out of the line to the lake of fire, we did it. We win. We win. We win. And if we could do two more people, if we could do three more people, if I could just fill my vehicle up with people, then we've done it. This is the mission of Jesus. This is the plan of Jesus, the Great Commission. Go into all the worlds and preach yes. the gospel to every creature. Yes. Why? Why would you do that? Paraphrase it. Don't contest me. <laughs> He's a Bible quizzer, and I, I quoted it wrong, and he looked at me cross-eyed. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm thankful for Bible quizzers in the church. Right. Amen. So here's what we need. We need to have the ticket fight 777. We're going to get up out of here. There's going to happen. You're going to hear a sound. You're going to hear a trumpet. You're going to hear a voice. And you're going to, you're going to say, is it time? Is this now? I remember being 12 years old and hearing the train off in the distance. And I thought many times I missed the rapture. I remember many times I'd hear the train off in the distance. And I said, is this it? One time it was too real and too scary. Mom and Dad's cars were in the driveway. They weren't out in the garden. They weren't in the house. They were nowhere to be found. And I thought that was it. I thought life as I know it. I'm getting thrown into the great tribulation, I thought. Because after the rapture, the wrath of the Antichrist is for three and a half years. And the, the wrath of God is for three and a half years after that. I thought I was getting thrown into the great the the great tribulation. Right. But thankful. I, I don't know who came first. It didn't care to me. I just was glad somebody else was there. Right. Amen. Amen. Are you ready for the rapture? Are you ready for the, for the coming of the Lord? I'm excited about it. Yes. It's a dread to somebody that's not living for God, but it's an excitement for the church of the living God. Yes. In the end, the Bible says the church is going to say, Come. Come, Lord, quickly come. There's going to become a point in time the church is going to have enough. There's going to come a time where the church is going to say, You know what? I've reached everybody I need to reach. I've talked to everybody I needed to talk. I've been doing this overtime. I've been putting overtime hours in this gospel business. And I'm weary. I've got the government. Back in the days, KKK would rot, rot, would burn our churches down. Right. We fought against our brothers and our sisters getting beat up because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hitler had destroyed the church of the living God and, and, 
in Germany and the Catholic Church had destroyed the church and all this persecution. But there's going to be a persecution upon on the church like we've never seen. And eventually we're going to say, I'm done. Jesus, come quickly. The brides say, come. That's the church. And the grooms say, come. And that's, that's the Lord Jesus. And when that moment happens, there's a trumpet sounds. We're gone. You can take this whole world, but give me Jesus. You can take this whole world, but give me Jesus. You can take this whole world, but give me Jesus. And I won't turn back. I won't turn back. What's the next verse? Though none go with me, yet I will follow. I'm butchering it. With me, still I will follow. Though none go with me, still I will follow. I get sucked. I don't like Nipsco anymore. <laughs> I don't like rent anymore. I don't like a leave anymore. I don't like losing family members anymore. I don't like death. I don't like betrayal. I don't like social media. With people talking about me. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. This life has got so many negative things. It's such an awesome blessing that I could say, I'm ready to go see Jesus. I'm ready to go see Jesus. If Jesus comes right now, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to escape because the Bible says He's going to wipe all the tears from your eyes. And when He wipes away all the tears from your eyes, all the pain that we're taking medicine down here for we're no longer going to have to take medicine for up over yonder. All the psychological pain that we deal with here on earth that we don't have to take up over yonder. The Lord's going to wipe all the tears from our eyes and I give God praise and glory for it. In Jesus' name. All the backbiters, all the hatred, all the malice, all the works of the flesh is going to be gone. To God be the glory. I'm thankful I can go to a place that where we're fighting for down on earth, this gold and this money and all this silver up over yonder, it's going to be our streets and it's not going to be anything. And, and money's going to mean nothing in the presence of the Lord. That's why I go to church all the time. That's why I pray. That's why I find a relationship with Jesus. It's not, it's not easy starting out because it's not normal, but once you make it a priority, once you make it a habit, it gets easy and you get stronger and you get, get more wiser right. in the presence of the Lord. Judgment. David said, I love judgment. I love mercy. Don't get me wrong. I love God's grace because without that, I'm nothing. Right. I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for the grace of God. I would I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for His mercy. I, I deserved death and I didn't get death. I should have been locked up in jail and I didn't get it. I've done things that should have been locked up in jail and I'm not locked up in jail right now. I give God praise. I would have been destroyed. You weren't there. You weren't there. You weren't there. You don't understand what it, what it was like to have, have crack cocaine passed in front of me and my cousin say, anybody give them that, I'm going to whoop them right now. You don't know what it's like to be in front of death's door looking at it right in the face and having having your life almost to the place of being altered for the rest of my life. Right. Thankful for His grace and I'm thankful for His mercy. His unmerited favor. He loves us. He looks out for us. He, I'm thankful for that. And I'm also thankful for His judgments. See, when God judges, it's not like human judgment. It's not like when I judge or when you judge. 
Because when God judges, He judges righteously. When, my, when God makes a point, it's right and it's true. It's already thought out. He's, he's the all-knowing God. Right. He's the all-seeing God. He, he knows yesterday. If He wants to rewind and relook at yesterday, He will step into yesterday and relive yesterday if He wanted to. Because He is the first and He is the last. If He wants to go into the future and see where you're going to end up when this is all over, He can do that. When we stand before the great white throne of judgment... And we, we come and we're held accountable to all of our deeds and everything that we've done in all of our life. And whether we're repented or not, and whether we're covered by the blood. Yes. Judgment's awesome. I'm thankful I can be judged by a righteous God and not the President of the United States. Right. I don't want Donald Trump judging me. I want the Lord Jesus judging me. Right. I don't want the President or the Prime Minister of Britain. I don't want Putin... I don't want any of those kings and priests and all these other people. I don't even want a pastor judging me in the last days. I want Jesus Christ to judge me because when He judges me, there's not going to be one thing unturned. He's going to bring up everything that He needs to bring up and all the sins that, that I have committed it could be under the blood if I've asked God to forgive me and been baptized in the name of Jesus. Right. There was a death angel that passed over Egypt. Out of all the plagues, this was the final plague that broke Pharaoh's back. We've heard of Moses. We've heard of slavery. The Hebrews were in slavery. What got them out of slavery was one final act. Right. And this final act, this final plague, this final, this final judgment of God that, that hit Pharaoh's house was he... You had to be covered by the blood in order for that death angel to pass by your house. Right. You had to have a spotless lamb. You got to slay that spotless lamb. You had to do it exactly like you were told in order for that death angel to pass the house. Right. What are we doing today? We're, tr we're trying to set a place that we could preach deliverance to the captives and, and, and deliverance from sin to those that are bound by sin. Why? So that their house can be covered by the blood of the Lamb. Right. In order for their house to be covered by the blood of the Lamb, you need to be buried in the name of Jesus Christ right. and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Right, right. Amen. So when this death angel showed up, he went to each house. He went to each, he passed by each gate. And whatever gate that didn't have the blood over the posts and on the, on the post, then that death angel would enter. If it was not covered by the blood, the death angel entered. Judgment would enter if it wasn't covered. Can I get this out any more clear? Judgment enters if you're not covered by the blood. That's why I'm not chancing it. That's why I'm not playing games with it. I don't gamble. I don't like gambling. I don't go to the casino. I don't like gambling because what's mine is mine and I don't want to give it to somebody else. I'm not taking any chances. I'm, I'm going to make sure that, that my walk with God is sure. And how do you make sure as I'm praying and I'm fasting and I'm reading my Bible and I'm going to church and God, I'm growing. This as long as you're growing in the Spirit, you know for surety when you walk into the door, when the rapture happens, I'm out of here. Right. He loves us, doesn't he, church? Yes. Is your house covered by the blood? Is your life covered by the blood? Judgment's coming. Judgment's coming. I'm thankful for it. It's not something to be dreadful. I'm thankful that it's happening. In Isaiah 45 and verse 22. 
There's a day the Christians are excited about it. The Christians are, are wanting it. When the whole church gets in unity, we're going to get it. The rapture is going to happen. When the whole church says, I've reached the world. I'm tired of this mess. Jesus, please come. And Isaiah 45 and 22, Look unto me and be ye saved all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. How many is thankful he's by himself? 23, I have sworn by myself. And the word is gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return that unto me every knee shall bow and every tongue shall swear swear what? that he's Lord that he's Lord Philippians 2.9 wherefore God also hath highly exalted him given him a name which is above every name how many is thankful for Jesus? That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. You understand every knee, every spirit in heaven is going to bow in heaven and in earth. Things in earth, things under the earth. That every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The only person I'm going to bow to is the name of Jesus. The only person I'm going to bow to is the King of kings and Lord of lords. I won't bow to a government. I won't bow to a movement. I won't bow to a dictator. I only bow to the Lord Jesus Christ. He alone is worthy to be praised. He alone deserves the glory and honor. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were almost forced to bow down to a golden image and it was only all the brothers that was there, and all the church that was there. It was only Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that says, I'm not careful in this manner. There's judgment coming. And the only person I'm going to bow to when I see him come is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. No matter the pressure, no matter the broken reputation, no matter if people like me or hate me, the only one person deserves to be bowed to is Jesus Christ. Amen. 2 Corinthians 5 and 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are made manifest unto God. I trust also are manifest unto your conscience. What is he saying? We're going to be held accountable if we're not covered by the blood. We're going to be held accountable if we're not covered by the blood. We're going to be held accountable. Judgment's coming, whether good or bad. You're going to be judged, and we're going to be held accountable. You better believe. I really believe hell's pretty hot for for Hitler right now. I really believe hell's pretty hot for Stalin right now, for all the lives and the people he's destroyed. Right. You're going to be judged according to your works, whether they be good or bad. Is that okay for God to judge me? Is that okay for God to, to walk into my life? Yes. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. It's a new walk to just keep coming to church. It's a new walk to try to pray for 15, 30 minutes, an hour a day. It's a new walk. It's a new walk to pay your tithes. It's a, it's a new walk to go to revival on, on Wednesday and Thursday and 
Friday and Saturday and Sunday. It's a new walk to be able to go to church and be at church till wee hours of the night fellowshipping and having, having a good time worshiping the name of Jesus and spending time with brothers and sisters of like precious faith. It's, it's a new life. It's something, it's a new life when you have to take your old CDs and you take them down at the altar and you say, Jesus, take these away from me. Because there's no praise in them. There's no glory in them. It's not giving God praise. It's glorifying the flesh. And I'm, I need deliverance. Yes. Hey Amen. It's a new life whenever you be able to, to no longer. I remember the last time. I remember the last time. I remember the last time. The Lord starts working and making a new life. The modern day church says there's no change in your life. Just bring your money to the altar. The modern day church says you can go to heaven. Just give the preacher a bend. The modern day church says you don't need a change in your life. All you have to do is you just got to buy the pastor the, most pop, the greatest house that he's ever had. That's the modern day church. That's not the apostolic church. Right. That's not the church built off of, of the apostles and prophets. These crazy guys that right. are not afraid to get beat with rods. Right. These crazy guys that's right. not afraid to go to the jail for the name of Jesus. Right. These apostolics. Peter got hung upside down on a cross because he was just crazy. He didn't, right. he didn't want a bend. He wanted a cross. And right. He says, take up your cross and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Right. And Peter said, I'll take the cross. You can beat me. You can spit on me. You can, you can, if you're going to hang me on a cross, it better not. I'm not worthy to be hung on a cross like Jesus. Turn it upside down. Right. Amen. Yeah. First Peter 4.17. Isn't it awesome we can quote the Scripture and, and promote Scripture and not, my, not reading that of the digest, Reader's Digest? Not reading that of New York Times? We can read out of the Word of God. This is true for today. 1 Peter 4 and 17. For the time has come that the judgment must begin in the house of God. Right. And it shall first begin with us and it shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God. What's right. the gospel of God? You need to repent of your sins yes. and get baptized in the name of Jesus and get filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes. What is this saying? Judgment begins in the house of God. When I hear the Word of God, faith cometh by hearing, hearing the Word. There's something happening in the house of God. There's something being preached that's moving on me. There's something talking to me. I need, I need a relationship with God. I, 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 don't, I feel like I'm a thousand miles away from God. I need to know that I'm right. I need to know. Judgment begins. You know what happens? The Lord starts talking and all of a sudden He starts walking through your life and all of a sudden He starts shedding things and bringing things to and shedding things and bringing things to. Do I know everything about the Word of God? You better believe I don't. Right. Well, you're the preacher. You should be able to know everything. I don't know everything about the Word. I'm still learning. I'm still a student. The moment that you stop learning is the moment that you stop growing. Right. I'm going to always be learning. There's always going to be somebody know better than I do and more than I do. And I'm hungry to know more. And I'm hungry to right. get closer to God than I am. I'm not plateaued. I'm not where I want to be. I want to get closer to God. I want to pray longer. The elders prayed for three, four hours a day. I want to pray longer. Right. Hey Amen. Why would you do all that? Because if I could reach one person's soul before judgment, 
I'm happy. Right. If I could reach a hundred people before judgment, I'm happy. Right. You see, I'm talking to people that right now that you, you don't know it yet, but you've got what it takes to reach thousands. Social media platforms, signs, whatever. You've got what it takes to reach thousands. Right. And the enemy is trying to put his stomp you out. It's trying to hold you down before you reach your potential. Devil's trying to abort something great and something powerful. And we're not going to let him do that. Amen? Right. Judgment begins here. And the Lord starts talking to me here. The Lord starts ministering to me, to me here. That's why I need an altar, and our altars are chairs. When the message is done, we find a place to pray and we, get, we hide this word in our heart that we might not sin against God. Right. Thank you, Vera. Sister Vera. We put this word in our heart that we might not sin against. I don't know everything. Well, you're going to know everything the more you learn. Right. You're going to know what you need to know if you keep learning, if you keep reading, if you keep praying, if you keep reaching. Right. Are you going to be perfect? When you get there, let's go to the water. And I'll have you go walk on some water without it being 30 below. Right. Nice try. That's called ice, not water. Well, it is water, but it's in a different form. <laughs> Nobody's going to be perfect, but we're constantly maturing. Right. Constantly getting stronger. Constantly getting closer to the Lord. Somebody say amen. How many wants a closer relationship with the Lord? Amen. I'm not where I want to be. Well, you're holier than thou. No, I'm trying right. yeah. you're holier than thou no I'm not but I'm trying to get there right. I'm not holy I'm not trying to get holier okay I'm trying to get close to Jesus Amen. and if that means getting laughed at I'm going to get laughed at right. if that means talked about I'm going to get talked about you could call me hypocrite 30,000 times that's not going to stop me from trying right. I wouldn't give a red nickel for somebody that doesn't want to try but wants to criticize. But I want I, I invest my time and energy for somebody that has got yeah, they might have failed twenty times, but at least they're willing to get back up. They might might have messed up a thousand times, but at least they're willing to give yes. it their best shot. Right. Exactly. There's gonna be this place is gonna be filled up with people and it's gonna be confusion because they're gonna look at these people and they're gonna say, These people are hypocrites. Because they don't practice what they preach. You can't call us hypocrites because we're trying. Right. The difference between a hypocrite and a Christian is a Christian tries. Yes. They're trying. They're trying. You let somebody come in that's hooked on meth. Mind you, I've taught drug and alcohol classes for years. You let somebody come in off the street that's bound with meth. All they know is meth. They grew up in their family. Their mom and dad smoked meth and died of meth. And they know meth. And they're, they're, they've been around it. And this is their life is rotated off of this drug. And we're going to cast judgment. This next, this next, met, this next verse I'm going to preach, it's, it's very powerful. Because it comes after Romans 1. If you know Romans 1, it talks about homosexuality. It talks about you shouldn't be engaged in it. And it's a sin, and it also talks about enjoying the the lust or the works of the flesh. It talks about that, and you're going to have pleasure, or you're going to have the same reward as those that do the sin. Okay, right. the next verse is so powerful because it goes in. I want you to hear this because nobody here can stand and cast judgment on one another. Yes. We can't look at one another and say, 
you should have known better. Because what if they didn't know better when they come into church? They need the church to know better. They need, they need the elders to teach the younger, the Bible says. The older men teach the younger men. And the older ladies teach the younger ladies. They need that. The Bible says in Romans 2 and 1, Romans 1 and 1, you're going to deal with the works of the flesh and you're going to deal with the different levels of God releasing people over to the reprobate mind. But in, in Romans 2, he said all that to say this. Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whatsoever thou art the judgest, for wherein thou judgest another. In other words, where do you, can I say it in 2020 terms? Where do you get off on judging somebody else? Okay, he goes, wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. You point your finger and you say, oh, sinner, dirty sinner guy. You know what happened? You just condemned yourself. You just sin to sin whenever you decide to look at somebody and say them they're not going to make it. You just sin to sin. The Bible says, Condemnest thyself, for thou that judges do the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such sins. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judges them that do such things, and does the same, that thou should escape the judgment of God? Question mark. Or despise thou the riches and the goodness of the forbearance of the long suffering, not knowing the goodness of God leadeth them to repentance? I'm gonna dice are you guys ready for me to close up so we can go eat and be done with this thing? Because but Bible breaks something down here. I'm almost done. This is my last scripture verse, this last little passage here. I'm gonna give you guys hope. There's hope. But it says, Thou shalt escape the judgment of God. He questions that. Or despise the riches of His goodness. Do you know that there's riches of God's goodness? Right. You might have messed up. You might have messed up. I might have messed up. But you know what? He's so good. Right. And it's so rich. Yes. There's yes. so richness in God's goodness that we right. could say, we could say it in modern terms, my bad, God. Right. No, we could say, Jesus, please forgive me of my sins. Right. And you know what happens? Yes. He runs to the occasion. Right. There's riches of His goodness and forbearance. You know what forbearance is? He puts up with me. Right. He puts up with me long enough that he's, He says, you know what? I know him better than he knows him. Right. And I'm waiting to forgive him. I don't believe this eternally salvation where you just say a phrase, Lord, I believe you and now I'm saved. That's not Bible nowhere. What is Bible is when I mess up, I go to God and say I'm sorry. Right. Isn't that simple enough? Yes. When you mess up, go to God and say sorry. You don't go to man. Man can't forgive sins. You don't go to your friends and tell them, they can't help you. They might gossip about you or throw you under the bus. Right. You go to God and God forgives sins. Right. Knowing the goodness and the forbearance and long-suffering 
God suffered long with me. Right. He put up with me. Somebody goes, well, why am I in the church? Because He puts up with us. Right. He knows us. Yes. Why would He put up with me? Because He loves me. Right. And because he, he puts up with me and He loves me so much, guess what I can do for my brothers and sisters? Now, don't take this wrong, but I can put up with them too. Right. If God can put up with me, I can put up with them. When they have a weak moment and they start railing on me on social media, I could say, that's okay, I forgive you. Right. Why would I do that? Because I've got a mighty God right behind me forgiving me every time I mess up. Right. I could go, somebody could come in. I remember I was, I was a head usher over at Knox and I would be like, guys, heads up. If somebody's carnal, you're going to be the first to know. If somebody's not living right with God, you're going to be the first to know. Ushers, keep your chest out. Don't be, don't be getting beat up out here. I had somebody come to church and said, I'm quitting church because of you. Not you. You weren't there. I'm quitting church because of... And he pointed his finger at me and he left. And I'm like, what did I do? What did I do? I asked around. I didn't gossip. and None of people's business. I said, what happened? What happened? Anybody know what happened? I didn't date his daughter. That's what happened. What are you supposed to do? Yeah. Right. Okay, that's not long suffering. What long suffering is is no matter how bad it gets, no matter hard, hard, no matter how hard it gets, I still forgive you. Right. I still forgive you. You can walk on my toes. I still forgive you. You, you can you can say stuff about me. I still forgive you. I still love you. I still love you. What is that? That's Christ's nature. That's the new walk. My flesh says, I'm going to take my foot and put it right across their jaw. But that's not God's nature. That's not God's love. It's not, I'm going to do unto them as they've done unto me. It's not an eye for an eye. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to forgive. I'm going to forget. Or maybe not forget, but I'm going to forgive. And I'm going to walk away from the situation. Why? Because Jesus Christ has forbearance for me. And He loved me enough. That's why I can't see somebody coming to church and be in church for a year, be in church for two years, and all of a sudden they falter and they fail the grace of God and me cast judgment. Right. You should have known better. We talked about that last week. If you want last week's message, Doctrine Matters, you can go to that uh, Spotify, iTunes, you can get Doctrine Matters. And uh, you can find the latest messages that we preached. Let's read on. God leadeth thee to repentance, but after the hardness and impenitent heart treasureth unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of righteous and judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds. What is he talking about? Who's going to give you your reward every person according to your deeds? To them who by patience, continuance, and well-doing seek ye the glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. What are you doing right now? Why could you forgive somebody's fault so quick? It's because I'm looking for eternal life. Right. I'm not in this for man. I'm in this for God. Yes. Man's going to fail me, but God's never going to fail me. Right. God's never going to let me go. To them that are patient... And continuance of well-doing, seek glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. 
but unto them that are continuous and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, ignitation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish upon every soul of men that doeth evil, of the Jew first and the Gentile. But glory and honor and peace to every man that worketh good, and to the Jew first and also to the Gentile, for there is no respect of persons, no matter if you're in the pastor's family or not, no matter which nation you're from or not, it doesn't matter. God's no respect of persons. And God's judgment's going to be upon every, every man accordingly. Right. Having said all that, say this. We have no business, which were some of you. He named off all these sins. He said, which were some of you. I want this place filled up with people that are needing Jesus. Right. We shouldn't have people just saved in this place. We, had, we should have people looking for Jesus. If you know anybody that's looking for Jesus, please have them come to this church. And they're going to get not judgment, but Jesus. They're not going to get judgment from the church. They're going to get Jesus. They're going to get the merciful. They're going to get the King of kings and Lord of lords. The peacemaker. The joy. I'm tired of drama. I preach the message, don't, don't save the drama for your mama. Right. She's got enough to deal with. Yep. Amen. we got to, we got, we got to reach out to them. You guys are handing out signs. You guys are holding up signs. We're in the middle of the biggest protest of our life. You know what's causing all these murders out here is sin. Right. You, know what, you know what's causing all this hatred out here is sin. Right. We're in the sin bashing business. Right. Are we perfect? No. We're heading somewhere. Yes. We're going somewhere. The Bible says when we see Him as He is, perfection comes. Right. When that last trumpet sounds and we see Him face to face, you know what the Bible says? We're going to be, become as He is. We're going to change from mortality to immortality. Eternal life. All this gravity that's weighting us down and making me whiter, I'm going to blame it on gravity. Right. My wife says, Amen. <laughs> All this gravity that's weighing us down is going to be no longer because I'm going to change to my spirit form. I'm going to change to my soul form. Right. Immortality. Can we all stand? Let's pray right now. Let's ask God to touch us right now. Lord, in the name of Jesus. If there's anybody fearful at the judgment of God, I pray, God, that we walk out of here with a new mind. We walk out of here repented of our sins and baptized in the name of Jesus and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I pray we walk out of here with life and life more abundant.